0: Hey, hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Amazing Seller Podcast. This is episode number 569. Today, we're going to go over some simple ways to increase profits and really how to audit your business right now. A lot of us don't realize, but uh, there's fees that you might be paying that you shouldn't be paying or that you can avoid paying if you knew your numbers. And I've invited on a good friend of mine. You guys all probably know him. Greg Mercer is going to be back on the show and I'm gonna let you listen to this, this uh, conversation that him and I really had about going over the non-sexy part of this business and that is the numbers and really understanding the numbers. And it's crazy because you know his business has has really looked at thousands of businesses and audited their businesses. And they've really found some loopholes in a sense that a lot of business owners don't realize. And if you just tweak a few of those things, you can increase profits without having to even launch any more products at this time. So I'm really excited to kind of dive into that. So before we jump into that, though, I did want to uh, give you guys a quick reminder. Brand Accelerator Live is now open for ticket sales. So if you haven't grabbed yours yet, I would urge you to go and do so because uh, they will be going quickly as we get closer, and um, as of right now, there's a lot of people saying this is going to be one of the top events that they attend this coming year, so if you want to be part of that, definitely go grab your ticket. Actually, Greg will be there speaking as well, and get this, he's not going to be speaking on how to pick a product. Usually when he's asked to go to these events, he's always the how to pick a product guy or maybe even in this conversation today about how to increase your profits, but what we're gonna be having him speak on is something completely different and it's really about the businesses that are already up and running and then how do they optimize and leverage what they currently have to grow and scale on Amazon even further. So some people have asked me, Scott, what is Brand Accelerator actually going to be about and who's it for? It's for people that are selling on Amazon or haven't started selling on Amazon yet, or maybe have their own e-commerce store, but they want to launch on Amazon or vice versa. Maybe they already started on Amazon, but now they want to get, you know, a channel built outside of Amazon and really build their brand. That's why we're calling it Brand Accelerator. And uh, no matter where your brand is right now, we want to accelerate that and we want to grow it and we want to scale it. And that's what this event is going to be about. So definitely go grab a ticket over at brandacceleratorlive.com or theamazingseller.com forward slash live. All right, guys, so I'm going to stop talking so you can go and listen to this episode that I did with my good friend, Mr. Greg Mercer. Well, hey, Greg, what's up, man? Thank you so much for coming back on the show. What's happening, my man? How's the things going on your end?
1: Scott, things are fantastic on my end. It's always great chatting with you. I'm excited about uh, what we're talking about today. It's going to be fun.
0: Yeah, it's a really sexy topic. It has <laughs> to do with money and it has to do with looking at our at our account and really uh, understanding and really knowing if there's places that we can clean up because sometimes there's things that we're not realizing when you know the, the transactions are happening or maybe there's fees being added that we're not aware of. And we can increase the you know, the profits and really, you know, the, you know, the, the revenue in the business or more or less the net, you know, profit in the business. And I think that's something that I wanted to cover here with you, because I know you guys are doing, I say you guys, your company you know, you guys do these audits with businesses, and you guys are experts at at the at the side of where you're looking at businesses. You're seeing what they're doing, and then you're seeing also what your software is doing and finding by you guys setting it up to kind of really do like this analysis on the uh, the actual accounting side of things. So that's really what I want to do. I want to see and I want to hear what actually people can look out for, but then also if they are in a place in their business where they want to use a tool, start looking at like Fetcher, how they can get a 30 day trial and all of that stuff. So where do you want to start? Where do you find that people, when they come to you, they're like, wow, I didn't realize that. Or, you know, like, where do you guys start?
1: Yeah, that's a really good question, um, and I'm glad we're talking about this because, like you said, it's kind of a, a little bit of like an unsexy topic, right? Yeah. Everyone likes talking about more exciting things, not really like digging into like what fees are being charged or mm. where they can optimize their business or anything kind of like along those lines. Um, so, as far as like where good places to start, I think um, talking a little bit about some of the Amazon fees and Amazon fees that people are uh, getting charged. And we talk a little bit about like long term term storage fees. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think this is an area that people don't normally calculate into like their overall profits and how much money they're making. Um, You know, I think most people are aware of kind of like what they're spending on PPC and other areas, but a lot of people don't understand kind of like all these other little fees that Amazon's charging them. And on some products, they can kind of sneak up with you. And so normally what we find when we're kind of like doing these account audits is usually like some products are usually like making more money than people expect. And some products, they might even be losing money or making less right. money than they're expecting. And usually the reason for that is like the fees and the storage fees, long-term storage fees, your return rates. So I think we could talk a little bit more about all those things. What do you think?
0: Yeah, I, I like that. And I, I do want to ask you about this. And I, I think I know the answer, but I'm going to ask as the listener. Um, categories. There's different fees for all different categories across the board. So let me ask you this, and this will kind of lead into like where we're going, but you know, if you are using Jungle Scout, those fees are generally shown to you in the pro extension that we can actually see these fees beforehand so we're not caught off guard. If we don't know that, um, and again, we can probably go into the free FBA calculator and kind of get some intel there, but the tool actually does that you know, for you. And I use that a lot because that does make a difference, right? If you have one category that's going to charge you $5 and another category that's $6 and 50 cents. Now you got to ask yourself, do I launch it in that category? And can I get away with launching it in that category without it being against terms of service and stuff? So maybe we can start there.
1: Yeah, totally. Um, Cause you're exactly right. There's a few like sneaky categories that has, I like to think of them. The I know yeah. the like Kindle accessories. So if you make like a case for a okay. Kindle, Uh, or other like, or a stand for an Alexa or whatever else, Amazon actually charges you like 40% commissions on those, like something really high. Whereas the normal rate's 15%. So there are like a few sneaky categories like that where uh, the, when we're talking about fees here, we're talking about Amazon's commission. So maybe we actually start by just kind of breaking that down, you know, on all Amazon sales, whether or not you're using FBA or Fulfilled by Merchant, Mm -hmm. amazon charges you a commission this is like their cut for them bringing essentially bringing the customer to you and selling a good to them okay so that gets charged no matter what fulfillment method you use and that's what i'm talking about that there are a few categories that are a little bit sneaky and like you mentioned by using like the jungle scout extension or the free amazon uh, i think it's called the revenue calculator yeah Uh, i usually just search for amazon fba fee calculator and that comes up right um, uh, they'll be able to like tell you those fees and which ones are associated with it. And then you're right. Like if you are in between two, categories that like one's 15 and one's 20 i think um the jewelry category is a little bit higher so for example if you were selling something that was kind of borderline between like apparel and jewelry um yeah. you know like maybe this is like a a headband that has like a little piece of jewelry thing on the front of it like a little babies would wear i would probably right. list that
0: under like baby or the apparel category as opposed mm. to jewelry right 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 absolutely now Do you see, and again, we can go down a whole nother rabbit hole here and I don't want to do that, but um, it's worth um, having this conversation um, because some people would be like, yeah, but if I don't launch it in the right category, I'm not going to do as well, right? And part of me says, maybe, but honestly, if it's getting searched and picked up for the keywords, does it really matter unless we're banking on it being in a higher position in that category if someone is searching in that category? Mm. What's your thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, it does get a little bit tricky because like we do know that Amazon takes into account the category and subcategory when they're determining relevance for your keyword Right. Uh, like for your product. So that's absolutely right that, like, I wouldn't want to go too far off whatever my product was because right. then Amazon, based off my category, subcategory would deem that not relevant for what I would, well, right. otherwise would be my main keywords. So you're right. We could go down into like a whole different rabbit hole. This, yeah. um, I would only probably recommend that if you're, if it's like legitimately like kind of in between two categories yeah. and one of them happens to be lower fees. But in general, you're, as a general rule of thumb, just going to want to choose the category that would be most relevant. That's probably only like a uh, a handful of situations where you can actually be able to grab a different category that has lower fees. Okay, cool. All
0: right, now let's get back to the numbers um, because that is that is that that is important though and I wanted to kind of fill in that gap for some people that are thinking that they're just going to go into a whole other category because they're going to save money. Um, let's go ahead and and talk about that. So if you're looking at someone's account, Um, and again, we have these other fees and stuff like, where are we, where are we focusing first? Is there like one place you guys go to first that you start to look at and then start to see if this one thing is like not lined up or they're not calculating the fees properly. Is there something that comes to mind that we could kind of give to the listeners?
1: Yeah, good good question. Let's let me go ahead and um, share my screen. Uh, we'll okay. at, kind of fetch it together here and I'll show you a few of the things that I look at. So this is a demo account um, that we use to share and show different fees and uh, what have you. Um, so right away, if you're not familiar with this tool, Fetcher is a profit analytics and accounting tool specifically for Amazon sellers. So it syncs up with your Amazon seller central account. It downloads all this data. It runs it. And the way I like to think about it is it's like, it essentially gives you all the reporting and information and data that like you wish seller central had. Like Mm. if we as Amazon sellers were to build seller central, it would look more like this with like these like graphs and like more transparency into what's going on. All right. Um. So right on the dashboard, if I scroll down here in the bottom right-hand side, there's a section that says costs. And in here, these are all of the different costs that we're we're incurring, okay? And like right away, you'll see here that for this particular demo account, uh, and and these are real pieces of data here, that actually, no, I think like a lot of people would right away assume that the majority of their costs come from purchasing their goods, like their landed costs, their costs of goods sold. Whereas in reality, this this particular account is probably weighted a little bit more heavily to this because I know like this is one of the products in this account are my jungle sticks that are very inexpensive, but the fees are very high. But my costs of goods sold are actually 8% of my total, all, all my costs. <laughs> and wow. again, this is a little bit of an outlier, but I think this is like goes to drive home a, a good point that I'm spending a lot of money on other things. It's not just the cost of goods sold. Mm. Um, my order fees right away make up over half... For this particular account. And again, that's because I sell this very large oversized product that's very inexpensive to produce. So it's a little bit overly weighted. I'd say on average, this is closer to 30 or 40%. But um, right away, I see like my order fees, which are made up of the um, Amazon's commission, which for most categories is 15%. But as we spoke about earlier, there's outliers. And then the rest of it is made up of my FBA unit fulfillment fees. So this is the, the cost to pick, pack, and ship my product for me. All right. Um, So I think these are, these are the fees that most people understand and assume they understand that, okay, Amazon charges me this commission and Amazon charges me like a dollar to pick my product and $2 to pack it or whatever it is. I can't remember off the top of my head, but these are where those fees are right here. If I go back to all my costs, then I'm seeing a bunch of other um, uh, costs here. Let's click on this one recurring fees. I think These are the ones that most people um, don't realize that they're being charged. So the majority for this particular demo account are made up of storage fees. And keep in mind that storage fees um, are both on a, uh, we'll call it a short-term basis and a long-term basis. So even if your goods are only in Amazon's warehouse for a few weeks or a month, you still get charged a storage fee. It's just not very much. And then during Q4 and during something that they call long-term storage fees, that happens twice a year, that's where they hit you really hard. And actually, if we look at uh, this top graph, and for those people following along with just audio, uh, this is just a graph of my overall sales and profit. I can see on one day that there's a, or on two days that there's a huge dip, uh, showing that I went into the red badly those days, and those were days that I was incurred long-term storage fees. So uh, get my mouse over it. Like on this one day, I probably incurred a long-term storage fee of 3,500 bucks because my profit that particular day was negative $3,400. So let's see. So, you know, so I see here my FPA storage fees. I also see here my long-term storage fees. And then also, you know, one of the nice things about it also takes into account that Amazon does charge you a monthly fee for using Seller Central, right? At least if you have a pro plan, which I think now you have to be on a pro plan. Yeah. This year I've paid almost 300
0: bucks in just my Seller Central fees. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's all, that's all calculated in here. So, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of fees in here. Uh, I mean, I'm just going to read these out really quickly. FBA customer return per unit fee, subscription, FBA customer return per order fee there. Um, We've got FBA customer return weight-based fee, uh, FBA storage fee, FBA... Um, disposal fee. We've got long-term, uh, long-term storage fee. That's all in there. And that's per product now. So like that one there, you've clicked on. And again, if you're listening to this and you're not watching this, um, you, you basically um, are just clicking on the product and then it starts to give you the breakdown on that product and all of the different fees. Now, this is all great information, Greg, but here's my question. What the heck do I do with it? Yeah. Right. I mean this yeah. is great and it looks cool. You got some cool graphs. You guys your your uh, you know your team did a great job making these graphs look really great showing me how much money I'm spending. Uh, you know, but what do we what do we do with this? And where, what what are some things that I should be looking at that I that I can maybe control or maybe have a positive effect back into my business.
1: Yeah, that's a really good question, Scott, right? Like how do we use this data and this analytics yeah. now that we have to like make Decisions about our business to help us like be more successful um, sure. because there's some things like for example uh, like that seller central what is it 29 or 39 dollars a month you yeah. can't really control that if you want to sell on Amazon you have to pay it right gotta have it yeah um, the lowest hanging fruit for customers. Uh, of Fetcher that like what we found is to be thinking about inventory management better so that they can minimize the storage fees. That's the one that really tends to add up. If I were to, if I were to give you like a list of the ones that um, are under your control that tend to have the largest impact, it's one, storage fees. Um, Two, trying to reduce the amount of returns and refunds that you get. Mm -hmm. Um, and three, it would be PPC and trying to minimize PPC. And of course we could do a whole another webinar on that of different like tools that you can use and, um, ways, you know, to add like negative keywords and whatever else that's not really like fetcher's strong suit, but what we could focus on now is thinking a little bit more about storage fees as well as refunds.
0: Yeah, Yeah. I I like that. And Again, I think this is a problem for people that are sending direct in to Amazon that are that are maybe using them as their storage facility, or they've thought that possibly they were going to sell through thousand or two thousand units, and for some reason they didn't, and now they've um, you know they've they've taken on these fees. That's where I think your inventory management definitely comes into play, um, or if you have a third party um, fulfillment. You know, center or even just a warehouse where you're sending in. You might order three or five thousand units. They might be delivered here or wherever you are or wherever your your uh, your storage is. And then from there, you would disperse those into Amazon to help control by you knowing how much and kind of predicting how much you you sell um, in any given time. Is there any bits of advice there that I haven't really covered, Greg? Or Um,
1: One bit of advice there is to be mindful of the um, long-term storage fee that happens after six months. Um, And it's uh, incurred on, let's see, twice per year. It's, uh, what is it? Uh, Now I forget off the top of my head what days that is, but just understand that like after six months, when one of these two dates per year happens, that's when all of a sudden you get like really big storage fees. Mm -hmm. So the shorter term storage fees are pretty reasonable. Mm -hmm. They, um, the, like if you try to look at storing at other warehouses or whatever else, like you'll find that like Amazon is pretty reasonable about those. Like they give you pretty good storage rates, but when it comes to long-term storage fees, that's how they discourage. um, people from storing their goods in Amazon's warehouse for like too long because they don't want just like stale inventory sitting around. That's not the idea of their distribution centers. It's to like receive inventory and then like relatively quickly ship it out. So those storage fees are very high. And what I would recommend is to be aware of when your goods originally landed at Amazon. And they do it like on a first in first out model. So um, just make sure, like if there's anything, like I'd say, just make sure that your inventory is not sitting there for over six months uh, Mm -hmm. because that's when the fees get very high. And oftentimes it's actually cheaper for people to like give away 70% off coupons or maybe even dispose of the inventory instead of incurring those particular fees. So that's something um, to be mindful of. Another little... Kind of like a hacky thing that you can do. Jeff Bezos might not appreciate it if he heard me say this, but you can um, you can create a new shipment. So let's okay, let me give you an example here. So I have like 300 units that, for whatever reason, have been sitting at Amazon for five and a half months now, and I'm about to incur the storage fee of like two thousand dollars because long-term storage fees are very high. What you can actually do is if you create a shipment ahead of time, so like create a shipment into Amazon of those 500 units, and then um, take it, or then either just do a uh, a removal order, or take advantage of Amazon a few times a year where they offer free removal orders. Then you can remove that, you can ship it to your house, and you can send it back in, and then that date starts over. The important thing or like the kind of hacky thing that I'm giving you this hint of right here is if you take advantage of the free removal orders, you have to create the shipment into Amazon before you place the free removal order. Otherwise, they don't let you send it right back in. <laughs>
0: that That is very true. And actually, um, this happened to John Lee Dumas, actually. Um, he had his books um, I had him on and we talked about it. He had his, I think it was his, either it was a freedom journal. It was the freedom journal. Cause he sent okay. like 3000 units in. And when he got them in there, he's like, well, wait a minute. I don't want them in there. I want to, I want to put them in my own storage facility for whatever reason. He hadn't talked to me yet or whatever, you know? So okay. he just thought it wasn't a good idea. So he pulled them, but then he thought again about it. And he's like, no, I want to send them back in. And he ends up trying to, and they won't let him. So he ended up getting them to allow him to send in like 500 at a time Mm. instead of the 3000. So it did come back to kind of bite him. It worked out. But I'm just saying when that happens, like you said, if you don't create that other order beforehand, then you are not going to be able to. So what you're saying is before you do anything, create an order as if you're sending in a thousand units or 500 units. Create the shipment
1: plan first.
0: Yes, I got you. And then when you get them back in your, in your, you know, your warehouse or whatever, then you just box them back up, send them back in on that, on that order that you've created.
1: Yeah. Cause it was okay. created before you did the free removal exactly. order. If you do like and a that, normal paid removal order, that shouldn't be an issue, but if you take advantage of, one of those free removal orders, yeah. um, that's when it that happens.
0: <laughs> yeah. 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 Okay. And that that, that makes sense. Um, okay. So now, all right. So if someone wants to, I, I here's what I would advise. If, 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 um, if you aren't like understanding like your business at this level of like all the different fees and stuff. It's gonna be hard to kind of mine through that. I would say, this will be a plug for Fetcher by the way, but I would go and take advantage of the 30-day trial and I'd let Fetcher pull in all your data and kind of take a look at it. Like that's what I would personally do. And if you're interested in doing that, uh, Greg does have that 30-day trial. You can find that by going through my affiliate link, which is theamazingseller.com forward slash Fetcher. And you'll get that 30 day free trial, and then this way here, you can pull in that data, and how long do you, how long does it usually take to pull in? I know it's the size of the company and how many products yeah. you use and all that stuff, but on average, you know yeah, like what sure. are we talking for a basic business? If
1: you're a small seller, let's say you have like one, two, three products, it'll be done in about like a half a day. If you're a pretty big seller do over a million or a few million a year, then you're probably talking like twenty four hours.
0: It's still, that's, yeah, it's a day or two, right? Yeah, and, and that's just all we're that.
1: limited by how fast Amazon will let us pull data through their API. That's unfortunately why it takes a little while, but yeah, yeah. That's, that's how it's done. And you can also just um, ask for a, um, if you just email Fetcher support, like hello at Fetcher.com and ask them to uh, give you any tips or if they see any red flags with your account or anything else, like our team's more than happy to help anyone out uh, who's using Fetcher.
0: Yeah, cool. That's awesome. And I would definitely recommend doing that just because like you should know where the fees are coming from and see if there's something that you can, that you can control and really to know where your business is at all times. That's the thing I love about it the most is I'm able to go in there. The other cool thing I like about it, this was always a pain to me. And um, now I can, I can go in there. I can go in there like right now, click on today, and it'll tell me pretty much up to the hour of how many units I've sold on all of the different SKUs versus before it was like categories, it would show you for that day, you'd have to wait till the next day, pull the right. report at like 10am. And then it would give you the breakdown of the SKUs. This is pulling it in almost in in like real time. So I can go in there and see that, yes, I've sold, you know, this many of this item, this many of this, and I can kind of see what's been selling that day. Um, so I kind of like that because I'm impatient and I don't like to wait for the next day for the reporting to come in. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, I mean, so I really like that. The only thing that I feel that you really have to, and correct me if I'm wrong, Greg, but the only thing you really have to put in as far as input, if, as far as like the Amazon, you know, side of things, because you can do so much more with Fetcher too. And I've learned that where you can actually put in other expenses, recurring expenses, all of that stuff. But really to get like my Amazon stuff kind of going, I just have to plug in my cost of goods and like what it costs me to ship it into Amazon. Right. And then after that, it'll kind of calculate that.
1: Yep. That's exactly right. So if you can, uh, if you guys are watching the video and you can see my screen right now, you can see, um, I can click a little drop down here and it shows me, or I'm sorry, I'm on the expenses page at me here. All I have to do is input whatever it costs for me to land these units um, kind of at Amazon or into the US. So after doing that, then it can accurately calculate all your expenses. If you like to go into a little bit more detail than that, like Scott said, you can enter other expenses. So in this particular demo account, Um, I think we have a few things like other software subscriptions and uh, photography and as an example, like a salary of an employee and um, some different things like that. So you can put in those types of items in here as well. Um, but any expenses or revenue that are incurred through Amazon, it automatically pulls all that in. So like if you use Amazon's reshipping services to ship from like your house into Amazon, those are automatically calculated. Um, your PPC costs are automatically downloaded. So anything that we can automatically get, we of course do. But yeah, things like how much it costs you to purchase an item from the factory, unfortunately, we don't know that unless you input it.
0: Sure. The, yeah, the other thing, um, you have also there, like you said, you have your pay-per-click that's being, that that's being pulled in. You have, um, you know, uh, what's the other fee that I was just thinking of that just, I just lost it out of my mind here, but, um, it was, oh, gosh, it was, um, the cost of goods. Oh, you're shipping going in. Um, oh, also the coupons. So if you have any discounts or anything like that, you'll also see that in there as well. So this way here, it's not figured in as your profit. It's not going to be like, Mm. it's not going to be off because you ran a promotion and yet it showed it as revenue, but yet it didn't take it off.
1: Yeah. That's one of the frustrating things about seller central, right? Like if you have a whole bunch of units sold with a coupon, it shows you like revenue before the coupon, like on your little dashboard and whatever else, whereas Fetcher automatically pulls that in. So it shows you like actual revenue.
0: Mm, yeah. I, and that's, I think that's important because, you know, you look at the top line, you're like, Whoa, look what I did. And then you're like, <laughs> oh, yeah, I did a 50% off coupon and, uh, it's, it's not really calculating that. So, um, cool. Yeah. I mean, again, if you guys are listening to this, you're not seeing the screen, I will drop this in the show notes. So this will be on YouTube as well. So you guys can, uh, can actually see what we're doing here as far as with the, uh, the Fetcher tool, um, and this software. Um, but it's really, I mean, t- the thing that I like about it is it's so clean. Um, the dashboard is super clean, super easy to input um, your different numbers. Um, you can punch out a PNL statement. Um, you can, you know, again, you can take a product and you can add the cost of goods and then you can go back to when it first launched. So you can kind of go back in time or you can do it at that time because it changed. Maybe you got a better rate. So now it's going to start calculating at the new rate. There's all of these cool things you can plug in, but it's super, super easy. And you're not able to see this right now if you're listening, but if you're watching, you are, but you can see here, it says profit, $14,359 and 38 cents. It tells you your profit right at the top, because that's kind of what we all want to know. And, um, and it gives you that, and you can select the date range, um, that you want to see that for the other cool thing is, and I think this is definitely worth mentioning. And then we can wrap up is you can connect multiple accounts. So The cool thing is, is with a click of a button, you can just click on whether you're in, you're going to show UK. So if you're selling in the UK, you just go ahead and toggle that. And then it's going to show you what it is in the UK. You can also do multiple sellers accounts. So this way here, if I wanted to pull in, maybe I have two brands. Well, I can just go ahead and click a toggle and then boom, I'm automatically going to be into the other brand. So I can see exactly what it is. And I can see everything under one application versus me having to log out, log back in and do all of that stuff, which is pretty cool. And it's, You know, it makes it a lot easier. Um, Anything else you want to add, Greg, before we wrap up? I
1: think a a question that we commonly get is about the refunds. So, uh, you know, Amazon Seller Central doesn't give a whole lot of transparency into kind of like what your refund rates are, what's expected. Um, They at least just make it kind of like difficult to do. Whereas Fesher kind of like shows you and it compares your products about, you know, what the return rate is of this product versus that one. And people always want to know, like, what, you know, is this good? Like, am I within like an appropriate range or whatever else? Mm-hmm. And as just like a general rule of thumb, if you're selling a very simple product, so like on here we have bamboo marshmallow sticks, as well as um, hooded baby towels, then a refund rate that I would say is average is like two to four percent. The jungle sticks right here only have 1.3%, but I'd say that's like pretty rare. Two to four percent is probably average for a simple product like that. Yeah. Something that's a little bit more complex and is more likely to break. The return rates we typically see are more like three to five or six percent. And then once you get up to like eight or 10%, I would say that's like kind of like the dangerous territory. That's when Amazon starts to suppress your listings. And that's when you really need to be thinking about like doing better quality control at the factory or figuring out why people are returning those. Oftentimes people are just returning because they, you didn't make it clear in your description, like what models that supported or how to put it together. Or oftentimes there's little things like that that you can do to help improve, um, your refund rates just because the customers were expecting something and they received something different. So that's
0: just a little extra uh, bit of information there for everyone. And that's really good advice. Uh, you know, I've seen them as low as four percent, and their listing gets suppressed. Now, I've also heard that when that happens, a lot of times you just go ahead and you acknowledge it. You re- you know you you basically just relist it and yeah. you're good to go. And you can do that a few times, but then eventually. It can catch up to you, and then that listing will have to be proven that you've either pulled the inventory or that you are, um, or what's your plan of of action that you're going to be able to take care of it. And remember, if you have this listing and it's doing, you know, twenty thousand dollars a month, that kind of hurts, right? So you want to keep an eye on that stuff, and uh, and this is a great way to see really at a glance if you have, um, you know, a high refund rate. You want to you want to keep good, uh, you know, good eye on that. For sure, because um, that's one thing I have seen listings get suppressed, and then from there they also get you know maybe paused for thirty days, um, which could be devastating to a business that's relying on one or two SKUs. You know, yeah, totally Good cool. Tip. So yeah, guys, I would recommend definitely doing your own little audit or download the the app or sign up for the app at the amazing forward slash fetcher. All right, basically you are going to be asked to link up your account through the API. It's going to then start pulling in your data. And give it about twenty four hours, and then from there you're going to be able to see all of these different fees and kind of see the health of your of your uh, brand. Um, and then from there, if you have any questions, like Greg said, reach out to you know uh, fetch your support. And then this way here, you can get some clarifications on things that might not be making sense. So this way here, you can really fine tune your numbers. I mean. By doing some of this stuff, I mean, you can, you know, you can increase your profit by two, four, even 5% or more. It's worth looking at the numbers, even though it's non-sexy. It's definitely something that can add to your bottom line. And you want to definitely make sure that you do that. The other thing is you want to make sure that you have this stuff in line. So this way here, your accountant loves you because when you spit this stuff out, they're going to know that everything is accounted for. It's done through a tool that's dedicated and devoted for this type of of accounting, um, which I think they're going to really appreciate. And the other thing is if you ever wanted to sell your business, you'd have a good track record um, to show them and and some history inside of, of an account that's been, you know, kind of monitoring this. So anything else you want to add, Greg, before we wrap up? Uh, just kind of emphasize
1: that last part that you said, you know, I know like, um, Empire Flippers or Effie International, they actually like almost force their clients like before they want to sell their business to sign up for Fetcher so they can have like all this data to show like a buyer. So you're totally right. You know, um, it's really nice to have this all in one spot. It has a P&L statement that you can print off and give to your accountant. So yeah, it's just really valuable to have and like to fully really understand your Amazon business if you're a seller. So
0: yeah, that's about it. <laughs> Cool. Awesome. Well, hey, man, thank you so much again for taking some time out of your day. And uh, it's always nice and cool chatting about this stuff, even though this is like a non-sexy one. It's not like (laughs) how to rank for the keywords, you know, like that's a fun one, right? Uh, But uh, I I really appreciate you taking some time out and, uh, and really hopefully that people will uh, take us up on that audit so this way here they can kind of see the health of their business and and if you're using Fetcher right now and you're not looking at these numbers look at the numbers like just look at the numbers they're there to give you you know the insight so this way here you can you can make those adjustments so Greg I want to thank you again I will be seeing you soon we got a lot of cool stuff planned you and I Um, so it's going to be a lot of fun here coming up in 2018 and 2019 um, you know, I just announced Greg, the brand accelerator live is happening. And, um, I think Greg All might right. be speaking at that. So yes. So, uh, it's official. So, um uh, we got a lot of cool things planned. So guys go check it out. theamazingsellercom forward slash Fetcher, sign up for that 30 day free trial. If you have any questions, you can contact Fetcher as well, and they will help you out with your account. So Greg, thanks again, bro. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on Scott. Take care. Bye. All right, so there you have it. Another great episode with my good friend Greg Mercer, always dropping some value bombs. And really, I mean, seriously, think about those fees or some of the things that you can control if you just knew that they were happening behind the scenes inside of your Amazon account. Definitely, definitely check out that 30-day free trial and actually get on the call with someone to really go over your account because I'm telling you right now, it could be thousands of dollars if you can uh, catch that stuff early or at least prevent it in the future. So check that out. Head over to TheAmazingSeller.com forward slash Fetcher. That is my affiliate link. You will buy me a cup of coffee but I would appreciate that, and uh, yeah, you can go over there and start looking at those numbers, and literally, in just a day or two, you'll probably have a lot of that data back, which is a lot of times eye-opening as well, so definitely go grab that, theamazingseller.com forward slash Fetcher. All right, guys, so that is going to wrap up this episode. The show notes can be found at theamazingseller.com forward slash 569, and then also, Go over and grab your ticket for Brand Accelerator Live, which is going to be in September of 2019. Go grab your early bird ticket, or if you're showing up late to the party, well, go over there and see if there's any tickets still available. I'd love to have you brandacceleratorlive.com or theamazingseller.com forward slash live. All right, guys. So that's it. That's going to wrap it up. Remember, as always, I'm here for you. I believe in you and I'm rooting for you, but you have to, you have to come on, say it with me. Say it loud. Say it proud. Take action. Have an awesome, amazing day. And I'll see you right back here on the next episode.